Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dragon Library. Today we're going to be reviewing the new Netflix movie, Mitchells vs. the Machines, by Sony. So, uh, this was a fun movie. This is a lot of fun. Uh, it's pretty standard as animated family movies go, but it's just, the art style is kind of fun and energetic. Uh, it looks like a YouTube video got over-edited, you know what I mean? Like, lots of crayon drawing overlays and stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The art style and the characters are really energetic. Uh, and the plot is just so aware of itself at times. <laughs> okay. Alright, so let's start with the basic description of this thing. So, it's basically, uh, this girl's moving off to film, to film school for her college years, and her parents, well, her dad specifically doesn't, you know, the whole, oh, my kid's growing up and we're not as connected as we used to be and we need to stop with all the machines. It's like, it, the, the movie comes down a little bit more interestingly on the whole topic of it, uh, as in, you know, spend a little bit of time. So, yeah, the show comes up, movie comes out a little bit, uh, more evenly on the two things, though. For example, the, uh, family, you know, is like, oh, you should spend this, that, well, the dad specifically is like, we need to spend this time on our phones, more with each other, and, you know, the rest of the family's like, uh, yeah, but we actually enjoy spending time on our phones. And it's more of a, you know, less extremes, these things keep us connected so we could use that connection. Uh, but at the same time, the connection itself isn't inherently evil, which, you know, is nice to see a family movie not come out on the line that, oh, these machines tearing us apart, because I'm just so sick of that message. So, yeah. And they go on this road trip. And meanwhile, in, in uh, Silicon Valley, this, this, uh, basically Steve Jobs stand-in, who invented their version of Siri called PAL, uh, has these new robots he's trying to put, he's trying to put to market. And they're supposed to be replacing your phones, and they can do anything and everything. They're, you know, the whole, it's basically the whole robots take over society from the second they're built. Uh, the comedy movies love doing, because, you know, no setup robot takeovers are kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> so, it turns out, the phone, pal, i.e. Evil Siri, who I will refer to as Evil Siri from now on, because it's so much more fun to refer to it as Evil Siri, I kept, like, jokingly calling it that the entire movie. Um... <laughs> Uh, so, Evil Siri turns on, turns the robots evil, and they start scooping up all the humans to watch them in giant holographic, uh, rocket ships into, into the void of space where they will starve and die. On the upside, these free rocket, these holographic robots all have free Wi-Fi. So, you know, at least you could, like, watch Netflix while you're, like, flying into the void of space, slowly starving and dying. I mean, that's nice. Like, you know, if you're gonna have, like, have free Wi-Fi... Uh, they actually have a few jokes where after it takes down the internet, he's like, hey, our ships have free Wi-Fi, and all the people start piling in there trying to get, trying to get in there first. It's like, yeah, that, that would probably be me. <laughs> uh. And so the Mitchells end up through a series of random coincidences being the only humans, or some of the only humans that haven't been captured yet. Uh, they end up being attacked by these robots, figuring out there's a kill code, and trying to upload it to the upload it to them. They first start at the mall and then they have to go, you know, rush the main headquarters and stuff like that. And in general, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Katie is really just the best. Like, she's just so interesting. I just love her. She's she's like this uh, film... She's like this kid that loves making like tons of little YouTube videos and comedy skits online and like her application was literally like a montage of all her work and this giant presentation of hers where she's like, and I hope you'll take me into film school. And she has all these effects going up behind her and I'm like, oh, that's, that's sweet. That's real nice. Uh, 
She has a lot of energy. Her brother kind of gets along with her, but it's also like, come on, let's go, let's go. Uh, the dog. Oh, okay. The dog is like the funniest part of this whole movie because they have this whole little scheme at first where the dog is like, you know, the really ugly dog and they're, she uses a lot in her videos and they're trying to have to like kiss the dad and stuff like that. You might see the trailers for this if you've seen that. Um, but what happens is the robots use like a neural network to try and identify things. And so they're trying to determine what it is based on how it looks. It's like, dog, pig, dog, pig, dog, pig. It's like, they can't tell the difference between this thing and a dog and a pig, and it causes them to, like, short-circuit as they uh, try and figure out what the hell they're looking at. <laughs> they even end up using that in the final finale to literally drive a car with this thing, with the dog strapped to the front of it, so it's causing all the robots to, like, short-circuit. And they upload a video of it into the uh, headquarters, and it's, like, just blaring on all the screens, and all the robots are just... <laughs> uh, it's... it's <laughs> I'm sorry, this movie's it's pretty standard, but it has a lot of energy. The voice cast is all amazing. Um, and it's just interesting enough that the comedy really shines through. Like, the jokes all land. Uh, the animation's nice and energetic. The robots are kind of funny, too. Uh, especially since the iPhone ends up being, like, a huge hypocrite. Like, it's constantly like, I, I was going to be replaced. You were going to replace me, Steve Jobs stand-in. Uh, and then it's like, well, I have been developing something since these, since my robots are completely incapable of catching these idiots. I have developed a new item. And it's like this new robot that's like self-disassembling, you know, it's like nanobot style one. Um, and it's like, it's like, oh, look at the new guy. Such a suck up. And it's like, just cuts him down. It's like, wait, weren't you literally just mad about this exact thing happening to you? I guess it's fine if it's not happening to you. Also, the uh, Siri stand-in has been... The evil Siri has been implanted in so many devices now uh, that, like, even, like, a tennis racket has it in it. And it's, like, there's this whole scene where they're trying to go grab some stuff for sports things and the dad grabs a tennis racket and it's like, I must kill you. It's like, oh, why is the tennis racket not near a pal chip? Uh, it's, it's wonderful. Um, the entire movie is just, like, this... what. Hor like horrifyingly energetic uh, slapstick routine as they travel from one place to another, you know, slowly trying to get there. Uh, the initial road trip is all right, but once the robots start coming, that becomes a lot of fun. Uh, oh my gosh, the entire scene in the mall is just fantastic. I love it. Uh, it's just like an overblown on like how many smart devices there are now, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is this is a little ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that's like the basic plot. Um, I'm mostly just going to go over a lot of things that I found really interesting about it, because there's not really much to say about this one. You know, it's a family movie, standard middle of the road, hey, you know, be there for your family, make sure you actually answer their calls, we're all connected now, we should probably use that connection. Um, doesn't come hard down against, you know, you know, no phones or all, or some, you know, any, or, you know, all phones or no phone, both extremes are bad, uh, you get, we're given all these connections, you should probably use them when your parents call you, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, a pretty basic outline. You know, family slowly bonds together, learns that they love each other, you know, that even if they don't show it all the time, they do care, and even if it's hard for them to get behind, you know, what their daughter's interest, they do love her. You know, all those basic family movie plots. And it's mostly the execution that makes it stand out. Along with, you know, the actual funny jokes and uh, the art style, which occasionally will just, like, switch into over-edited YouTube video mode, which I kind of love. Uh, there's just all these, like, hand-drawn, you know, background stuff. Like, it almost looks like somebody, like, took the CGI movie and then had somebody edit it 
So it like with extra effects for com- comedic moments, uh, like but they gave them a much smaller budget for that secondary editing. So they had like no animation. They had like hand draw everything, and I, I really like it. I really like it. It gives it a uh, well, it makes it look like a, a weird YouTube video. Um, so you know, fair since the daughter is like making YouTube videos as part of her, uh, you know, college application, pretty much. So yeah, all of that was really good. All of it's a lot of fun. Uh, the dad can be a bit annoying at times, uh, but that's all nice. Uh, the mom is a badass, just out of nowhere at the end, and it's like she she's like gone for a little while, and then like the ro- the evil like advanced red robots that they made late in the movie are like, no, the destroyer comes, <laughs> and then you just see her flying on another robot, one of the regular robots with like a you know red staff in her hands, and she's like. <laughs> it's just like, oh god, wait, when did she go badass? Like, the destroyer, like, wait, is that mom? When did she get a, when did she get badass? It's like, it's like, now sweetie. Then the, uh, the, oh, the son, the little, the little kid, the son is, uh, on her back, and there's a moment for, I'm gonna rip you apart. Now sweetie, make sure you hold on tight. And it's like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious, the whole scene. But the famous best part of the whole movie was definitely, the uh, mall scene. Uh, you can see all the quick kitchen appliances attacking them, uh, drones and microwaves and all that kind of stuff shambling towards them and assaulting them as they're trying to make sure the computer can upload the kill switch because, you know, the Steve Jobs parallel was smart to add the kill switch, he just wasn't smart enough to make sure he could activate it efficiently. Seriously, like, all the, the kill switch's activation was on one of the robot's, like, touchscreen faces and it's like, dude, why didn't you have a secondary device that was, like, unhackable with the kill switch on it? That, like, if you're going to make a kill switch, at least make it so the robots can't just, like, remove, keep your hand away from their face in order to prevent you from activating it. Seems a little dumb. Um, I mean, again, at least you made a kill code. Uh, and they end up having this, like, massive battle with all this stuff. And then they run into the toy store. And we all know what's going to happen. It's going to be the creepy dolls. It's like, oh, wait, no. This is worse. Uh, there's actually one scene, exactly one scene in this movie that is genuinely creepy. Um, and that scene is the Furby scene. Because there's all these Furbies that have the PAL chip in them. And they're on sale. And they are everywhere. There's like this whole scene where they're like, Now we found you. And they start raining from the sky, and it's like, holy shit, that's actually a little scary. Furbies are creepy, but Furbies that want to murder me are even creepier. Uh, and then there's this moment, like, like, where they kill one of them, and they're like, Avenge him! Call the Elder! And it's the world's largest Furby with pal support, and it's like, oh shit. And then they're like, why would anyone make this? And, uh, and you know what, the rest of us are also wondering, why the hell would anyone make a Furby that's like four people tall? Like, seriously, what diseased maniac decided to make a, uh, like, 12 foot high Furby? Like, come on, people. There's enough nightmares in our world that we don't need that monstrosity. Ugh. So yeah, uh, the animation's really good, very slick, the art style's fun and energetic, like I said, and the characters are, yeah, a lot of fun. Guess I don't really have that much to say on this one. So consider this like kind of a short view today, 
Um, which I guess I'll use the extra time to talk on Friday. I guess I can just like make my Castlevania review a little longer than normal. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend you go watch it. It's available on Netflix, so it's easily accessible to most people. And yeah. Oh, oh, gods, and the uh, phone is kind of funny too, but you know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so that's the review. See you guys on Friday. Uh, I have decided that I will be doing the entire Castlevania series, since I have this extra time now, and uh, yeah. I'll see if I can get through an entire four seasons of Castlevania in one review. And not, you know, lose the point. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week. And you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. As always, thank you so much for all your support.